Well, as we come to God's word this evening, I want you to turn with me, please, in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1, please. And we're going to read from the verse 20. I would like to speak to you this evening under the title, God's Call to Salvation. God's Call to Salvation. And we find it here in Proverbs chapter 1 and the verse 20. Proverbs chapter 1, please. And the verse 20. And this is the word of the Lord. And we read here, Wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates. In the city she uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit within you. I will make known my words unto you, because I have called, and ye refused. I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded, but ye have set at naught all my counsel. And would none of my reproof, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh, when your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you. Then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge, and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel, they despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way, and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth, Unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. And we trust the Lord will bless the reading of this portion of Scripture. Just one more verse that I want to read with you. You don't need to look it up. It's found in the New Testament of God's Word in Romans chapter 10 and verse 13. And it says there, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I want to say that there's no better place that you could be found this evening than under the word of God, listening to his voice speak as we approach the end of the old year. It's a wonderful mystery, yet a miracle, that God will speak this evening through his book, the Bible. Find within the Bible, which we have read together, are the words of the creator of this world, the great almighty God, who's above all things, yet wants to draw near to this place this evening, convicting of sin, saving the sinner. And he has promised that when his word is open, that he will speak. Therefore, I am in no doubt that God will speak in this place this evening, as he has done so many times in Sunday evenings throughout the year 2023. And oh, dear friend, that you would hear his voice tonight. Oh, that God's word would really melt your heart tonight. 
You see, there's many times, and there's some of you who sit in the congregation, maybe some who listen at home, and many times you've heard the gospel and you've hardened your heart to it. In the book of Hebrews, later on in the Bible, we read these words today. If ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Tonight you will hear his voice. I plead with you, open your ears. He that hath ears, let him hear. Don't harden your heart to God's word. We're dealing with true wisdom in our passage this evening. And this true wisdom comes from the Creator's voice, your Creator's voice. God is the source of true wisdom. And of course, it's New Year's Eve. And quite often at the end of the year, different people will make New Year's resolutions. And I suppose a New Year's resolution is an attempt to make wiser life decisions in the new year that lies ahead. This is the time of year when people will commit to losing weight, committing to a lifestyle change, and the gyms will be bunged in January, and they'll be back to normal in February. Or some people will make the decision that they're going to save more money every month, or they're going to go walking more. And maybe you have some more interesting New Year's resolutions than that. You can tell me those after the meeting this evening. But no matter what your New Year's resolution is, I'm sure whatever it is, is to make some wiser life decisions in the new year. Wise decisions. I'm very sure that no one would like to be known for making foolish decisions, or, or even to be known as a fool. And the Bible is our Creator's final word to humanity, and we ought to listen to what our Creator describes as a fool. We read in verse 20 of the passage that we read this evening, these words, Wisdom crieth out. Wisdom crieth out. Now I don't want to leave anybody in doubt this evening. We could replace that word wisdom with the name of the Lord. It's God, the Lord, who cries out to your soul this evening. He cries out to you, unconverted friend. He wants you to be wise. And he wants you to listen to his counsel. The message is for the man in the street, says verse 20. It tells us wisdom uttereth her voice in the streets. In other words, God's word is to the lowest in society. But God's word is also to the ruler at the gates. Verse 21 tells us wisdom crieth in the chief place of concourse. In other words, God's cry is for all. From the lowest in society to the very highest, God cries out to you this evening. It's his compassionate cry of mercy. It's his compassionate cry to all people, no matter what class you categorize yourself in this evening. God calls out to you. He came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And wisdom's voice, God's voice, speaks in verse 22, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, consider, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Three words are described in those couple of verses to describe a foolish person. Simple ones, scorners, or some translations say mockers, and fools. Simple ones, scorners, and fools. 
In the original language, these are three different Hebrew words used with overlapping meanings, expressing the notion of someone going down an aimless path in their life, even willful rebellion being at the root of it. And maybe you have spent 2023, as you look back over the year that's passed, maybe you've spent 2023 running around chasing your own dreams that leave you wanting more. Or maybe you're aware of the aimlessness of your life and you feel like it's going no more, no, nowhere and it lacks purpose. Well, dear friend, why would you go into another year without Christ and without true purpose in your life? Now we see in verse 22, God speaks to the simple ones and God speaks to the scorners, the mocking ones, and God speaks to those who are foolish. And it's important to say that when someone is described as simple in the Bible here, it's not describing someone with a low mental ability. It's describing someone with a poor attitude to God. What's your attitude to God like? That's what's in question in this passage this evening. What is your attitude to God? You know, when you and I call someone a fool today, we're quite often questioning their mental ability. When the Bible calls someone a fool, it's speaking of their attitude towards God. The fool always thinks he's right. He always shows his annoyance and does so immediately. The fool is reckless. And within this passage this evening, we see God call out to the fool. And then we see the fool call out to God. And then we'll find out later on a call that's always answered. Three calls that we'll consider this evening. And as we consider this passage, I want you to ask your own soul this question. Am I a fool? Am I a fool? Let's look at this first first part and the first thing that we see is a call that is refused. A call that is refused. Look at verse 24. It says there, I have called, and ye refused. I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded. But ye have set at not all my counsel, and would none of my reproof. I have called, says the Lord, and ye refused. You've rejected me when I called. Ye have said it not my counsel, says God. You've ignored all my advice. And you find phrases like this about people ignoring God right throughout the Bible. And the truth is that there are some, including people in this congregation this evening, there are some, and you're metaphorically walking around, maybe even literally walking around with your fingers in your ears when it comes to the gospel and when it comes to God's word. Some of you hear this preacher's voice this evening and and have heard countless times about your soul's condition without Christ. And it could be that you've sat and you've listened to the gospel proclaimed both here in Grange and in many other places throughout 2023 and yet you have still refused. You've still rejected God's call and here we are. In the final hours of this year, the final hours of 2023, and God's call comes to you again, but you might leave in your sin. The call comes from God again, and you won't come to him. Why? I stand on the authority of God's word when I say this this evening. And to God be the glory that I can say that the gospel is being proclaimed from this pulpit many Sunday evenings throughout 2023. And if you end up in a lost eternity, 
As far as I am concerned, I can say I am innocent of the blood. I'm innocent of your blood. For by God's grace and help, I've sought to present the Christ who died for you. And I've sought to help you see your ruined state and your sin. And I have sought to show you your eternal destiny should you die in your sin. So dear unconverted friend, as you sit in this final gospel meeting of 2023, may I say to you this. If you end up in a lost eternity, I'm innocent of your blood. If you end up in a lost eternity, your blood is in your own hand. You see, right throughout scripture, we read of the call of God to come to him. And here he is again, and we read in his word tonight that he's calling to you again. The Bible is how God speaks to you and I today. The Bible is God's microphone. And through the truth of this book, God speaks to you and I this evening. And God calls out to you, and he says to you, come, I have called. He's calling for you again. Will you refuse? You can go back to Genesis and you find the story of Noah. And you can read how he called out to an ungodly generation and Noah was God's mouthpiece and called the people around him to come into the ark, the place of salvation. God's judgment was coming on those sinful people and God was going to flood the earth. The only safe place was on the ark and the call of God went out to the people, come into the boat, come onto the boat. But the people ignored, I have called, ye refused. You could think about the prophets in Isaiah. He called out to the people of his day and he said, come now, let us reason together. Come now. And the Lord Jesus, while he was on earth, he called out. And he said, come to me, all ye who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And there's this call right throughout the scripture to come to the Lord. And yet again, the call of salvation comes this evening. The people in Noah's day ignored the call and they perished. The people of Isaiah's day caused them great grief as many of them ignored the call too. And they perished. And will it be the same story this evening for you? God says to you, I have called. You refused. Will this be another Sunday night when God calls and you refuse? Gospel meetings are not to be taken lightly. They present a precious opportunity for you to hear from God. And every time you hear the gospel, you stand at a crossroads. Either you go the way of the cross or you leave and you continue down your own path in life. And you've heard the gospel of Christ many times. You have stood at these crossroads before. And yet you've gone your own way. The soul that rejects or neglects this invitation. God's word tells us that you'll be cast into the pit of hell. In that land of distant shadows gathered with the damned and the separated from the love and goodness of God forever. The provision that God has made for your soul's salvation, it will cost you nothing. The Lord Jesus Christ died for your sin. The price has already been paid. Your punishment has already been taken. The Lord Jesus Christ shed his precious crimson blood for you. And he holds out his hands tonight to you. And he comes again by his spirit. And he says to you, I'm calling for you. Christ sees your emptiness and he offers you his fullness. Don't walk around aimless as a fool. Christ sees your deadness, he offers you eternal life. Christ sees your hell and he offers you his heaven. We stand at the crossroads again this evening, dear friend. 
And tonight God calls to you yet again. How gracious is our God. How merciful is our God. You're found here again under the sound of the gospel. I plead with you don't refuse. As he calls you again. We see the call that is rejected. The call that is refused. We also see in this passage a call that is in vain. Look at verse 28. Look at verse 28, and we read there, Then they shall call upon me, but I will not answer. You see, this verse says about then. We must ask, when is that? When is, what is the Lord talking about when he says, Then they shall call upon me? Well, that then is the day that you will die. And it's God who cries out to you today and calls for you to repent. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. But if you continue to ignore his call in this life, these verses tell me that the day will come after you die that you'll call out to him, but he will not answer. Oh, what a dreadful day that will be. When you find yourself in a lost eternity and you'll be tortured by the many times that you heard the gospel. When God called out to you in this life, when there was time. And your cry when an eternity will be too late, separated forever. You heard God's call right throughout your life and yet you ignored it, yet you refused it. You see, there is a day coming when you will die. And your remains may even be in a coffin at the front of this church. But without Christ as your saviour, your soul will be lost. And young people tonight, don't you think that this couldn't happen to you? Because just in the past week, a young girl who lives not so far from here lost her life in a car accident. That girl, when she got up that morning, didn't realise that she would be in eternity that night. That girl is buried tomorrow. Listen to me, please. God's hand of mercy reaches out to you this evening. But the day is coming when his hand of mercy will no longer be available to you. God's word reminds us that God's spirit will not always strive with man. And tonight could it be that the Spirit of God strays with you and speaks with you and yet you reject his call in your life? Well, my friend, God's patience may weary some day with you. Could it be tonight? Could this be the last call that God gives to you and leave your sad soul in the blast? This gives urgency to the gospel. You must respond. Be in time. Be in time. While the voice of Jesus calls you, be in time. If in sin you longer wait, you may find no open gate. And your cry be just too late. Be in time. The time will come. God will no longer call to you. But you'll cry out to him in hell. Hell, the place of eternal separation from God. And even as God shut the door of the ark, so too the door of opportunity for wisdom rejectors will finally and fully be closed, resulting in their destruction. It could be you. Do you note the tragic turnaround in this passage? Wisdom, God, calls out to you today. But you won't listen. God is calling you Will you listen? 
And now in verse 28, in hell, people call out to God. But God doesn't answer. We need to be aware that God does have a limit and we need to hear and heed while he still calls to us today. Procrastination may lead to an eternal punishment when it's too late to call out and God's ear will be forever be shut and you'll have played the fool with your most precious possession, your immortal soul. God condemns you to hell and there's no way back. You send away the day of grace. There's a call that's rejected. I have called you and ye refused. There's a call that's in vain. Those souls who ignored God's call for salvation. Those who heard the gospel many times. Who didn't call out in this life and end up in a lost eternity. They call out now for God but he won't answer. But there's a call to your friends and I praise God for it. That is always answered. There's a call that's always answered. You can look at the final verse of Proverbs 1. It says, But whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely, and shall be quiet from fear and evil. Whoever listens to me. Well, what call does the Lord say is always answered? What does his word say? We need to listen to what he says. Well, the call that's always answered is found in Romans chapter 10 and verse 13. And we've read it at the start. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Boy, it's a wide offer. It's a wide offer. Whosoever. The verse in Proverbs says, but whoso, the verse in Romans, speaks of a call that is always answered. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And God in his sovereign mercy and grace says, for whosoever. You know, I'm glad that verse doesn't just say Peter. Because that's my name. And it wouldn't include you. And there would be no hope for you. But praise God and bless his name. We hear God say in Romans 10, For whosoever, it's plain and simple, whoever you are, whatever place you come from, whatever your background, whatever your circumstances, that word, whosoever, it reaches every soul. That whosoever, it reaches right around our globe. Whosoever covers from the North Pole to the South pole and every soul that's found in between whosoever and the verse in Romans says for whosoever shall call I want to tell you something tonight the devil doesn't want you to call to the Lord he doesn't want you to call out for salvation he'll put every excuse in your heart The devil has one purpose for your soul. He hates you and he will happily lead you to the foolish things and he'll lead you to the playhouses of this world and he doesn't want you to call to the Lord. Don't you forget that at the very start it was the devil who put the question in Eve's mind about what God said. You might sit here tonight and question and you might say in your mind, does God really mean if I call on him in repentance of my sin, trusting the work of the cross of Calvary, that I will be saved? The answer is yes. Whosoever. It means you, dear friend. It's a wide offer. But there's a simple condition for salvation for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. 
The call that is never ignored, the call that is always answered, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. That's the simple condition. You have to call upon the Lord. You need to call upon the Lord's name for salvation. Why? Well, our sin, our sin needed to be punished. Dear friend, you're a sinner. The Bible makes it clear. Before a holy God, you're a sinner. And the love of God is deep enough, was deep enough to take Christ to the very depths to rescue your soul. You see, God loves you no matter who you are and he calls out to you this evening and he offers his gift of salvation to all. And we are part of the sinful fallen world, every single one of us, for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. You and I, we have sinned. We don't deserve the love of God that we receive from him and yet he loves you. And it's not the will of the Father that any should perish. So rather the Lord Jesus, he, per- he perishes on the cross in your place and takes the punishment that you and I deserve. And the wrath of God is poured out in him and he shed his blood and died the sinner's death so that his free gift of salvation is offered to you. He was willing to die for you. Now that's love. Our sin was so deep. But praise the Lord, God's mercy reaches deeper than our sin. Praise God, his love reaches deeper than the deepest sin. And Christ died for your sin. And that's why we must call upon his name. Because neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There's a story told in the Bible about two men who came to worship the Lord. We told the boys and girls this story last Sunday morning. One was a tax collector, the other was a very religious man. And both went to the temple, the place of worship in those days. It's a bit like you and I coming here to worship God in this church building this evening. The Bible tells us that the Pharisee, this religious man, he stood up and he prayed about himself. And he said, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, robbers and evildoers and adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all I get. Listen, dear friends, if you want to know what calling upon the name of the Lord means, listen to the prayer of the tax collector. It says in God's word, the tax collector stood at a distance. He couldn't even look up to heaven, but he beat his chest and he said, God, have mercy upon me, a sinner. That's calling upon the name of the Lord. That's realizing your position as a sinner. That's realizing that he is a holy God. That's realizing that you're so undeserving of Christ coming to die for you, yet he did. This man, he realized he was a sinner in need of a great saviour. And he called out. And his prayer was answered. He simply prayed that the Lord would forgive him. He was under great conviction and he beat his chest and he cried out to the Lord for mercy. He called upon the name of the Lord. But what happens to the people who call upon the name of the Lord, this call that's always answered? Well, there's a happy result. Shall be saved. 
the person who calls the name of the Lord, whoever they are, anyone who does, is going to be saved from their sin. The person who recognizes God's deity, the one who respects his authority, the one who honors his majesty, the one who believes his word, the one who commits to his sovereignty, the one who hopes in his mercy, the one who loves him as their Lord and Savior, that person is saved. The word saved means to be delivered. And let me tell you, he is able to deliver you from your sin tis the grandest theme through the ages rung tis the grandest theme for a mortal tongue tis the grandest theme that the world e'er sung our God is able to deliver thee his grace is free Right where you are in the pew this evening, in the quietness of your own heart, you could even call to the Lord just now for salvation. This is the call that is always answered. And you can thank the Lord Jesus for dying on the cross for your sin. You can repent and turn from your sin, seek his forgiveness and call upon his name for salvation and he will save you. He will. You see, tonight we've read of a call that is refused. God's call comes to you again this evening. What will it be again for you tonight? Are you just going to walk out the door and refuse his call again? Risking a lost eternity, not knowing when your soul will end up in eternity. Because if you end up in a lost eternity, you will call. And that call will be in vain. They will call, says the Lord, and I will not answer. Oh, that this would never happen to anyone in this congregation this evening. But, oh, dear friend, while there's time, there's a call that's always answered. For whosoever, that means you, shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. I plead with you in this last Sunday night. Stop neglecting God's so great salvation. I pray you count the cost. If your soul should be lost and your cry be too late, be in time. We're going to sing as we close our service this evening. We're going to sing life at best is very brief. Like the falling of a leaf, like the binding of a sheet, be in time. Fleeting days are telling fast that the die will soon be cast. And the fatal line be past, be in time. Little chorus says, be in time while the voice of Jesus calls you. Be in time. I have called and ye have refused. I hope that that second we phrase, ye have refused, would change that you would accept him tonight as your saviour and repent from sin.